Shout out to Pino and Black, this music lover. Quan Burgundy, Silent Ace Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind It's hip-hop infiltrated by a wicked-built industry And me, I'm representing for the underground Independence, Fifth Amendment Freedom of speech, the revolution is pending But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission Television off, this a viral petition Man, and I hope you pay attention The WM48, we keep it real in my balls and now we're face to face. Ain't that something? Yeah. Take it in. Take that in. I got a real plug that never let me down. Always comfortable when I need it. Never been a drop. Told my daughters count me in and couldn't count me out. They tried to take me down with them. Took a different route. I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in. All week, cook a meal up in that studio and let my dogs eat. Got my mind up on my mission, no time for distractions. I told my partner, pay your taxes before they come get at you. And plus, my bro just made parole, yeah. Let them go, yeah. Did his time up in that hole, yeah. They hit the road, yeah. In this industry for years, ain't never sold my soul, yeah. Gave them real estate investment instead of buying gold, yeah. I told them, buy a business, get a house. Take the money, risk it out. They put all that cheese in the trap, cause they don't want you to get out. And you can hit the jeweler by your six chains or you can start a barbershop expand a six chains do it big do it for your kids yeah get a crib they don't want you free they want you in the pen till your win boy that slavery don't play with me i'm on my grind right pay electric bills ain't chasing lime like my mind right yeah i got a real plug that never let me down always comfortable when i need it never been a drop told my daughters count me in and couldn't count me out they tried to take me down with them took a different route I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in, I'm plugged in, I got a real plug, never let me down. Yo, what is up everybody, you are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, hip-hop minus the bullshit, ratchetry, fuckery, it is Wednesday night, I know some of y'all probably pissed at us, we ain't done a podcast episode I think in like two weeks, not a WM40A in two weeks, but that's because we gave y'all niggas 13 fucking review episodes for Luke Cage <laughs> season two. So if y'all are upset because y'all ain't gone and listen to them episodes, well, you can't listen to them episodes if you're not a premium member. If you're a free member, you can listen to like they think the first two. But if you go to YouTube, you can listen to a bunch of them shits without having to be a premium member. And if you're a premium member, I hope y'all niggas are getting your life right now. Especially if you hit, I think, episode <laughs> eight. Episode eight is when I started getting tweets about the shit that we said in that episode that was um that was the uh comanche and shades episode so, Aww. yeah as soon that as love the- jones huh? that love jones <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you that know shit re-watching dropped, it since it's but now it's on netflix and seeing it like on the tv and seeing i mean the heat like the eye 
fucking them two were doing mm-hmm. was just intense. We can't spoil it, but yeah, that uh, if you ain't seen it, Luke Cage season two yet, I mean, it ain't really a hard thing to pick up on once you start watching the season, but pretty much, yeah, it's some y'all. I'm trying real hard to get into that show, but someone on Twitter called him bald and stale, and <laughs> I haven't been able wow. to ask it. I mean, I mean, like when you see the when you see that dab, like it it, it almost oh took me out. Bruh, God. the dab ends lives. Okay, niggas don't awake after someone, watching that dab, bruh. Someone said it was like important because it was like supposed to showcase that like he's struggling to connect with like the younger generation <laughs> and like that was like him trying to be like cool and like failing and i really hope that's what they were going for because otherwise that shit was a swing and a whole miss <laughs> all i saw was him <laughs> struggling to connect his forehead with his forearm that shit was <laughs> that's some shit you like lie about on a project last minute when your teacher starts asking questions be like oh um here uh he was Struggling to connect with today's <laughs> youth, even though the nigga only thirty. Nigga only thirty. I feel like if you dab like that, you should get stuck in that position for a whole day. Like you just shouldn't you know, be able so to come hard. back out of it. She does bring up a good it. point, though. Like, cause Luke Cage is like only thirty, but he talks like he's fifty-three. Like he is talks it? like he's How already old is he supposed to be. Is he really only supposed to be thirty? They supposed to be in their thirties, yo. Yeah. He gotta be. I mean, he might even be younger than that. But like, no, no, they, oh, they, they all supposed to be in the thirty. Like that nigga, like he's sixty-five. I mean, <laughs> he walks like he does. He talks like he does. Mm-hmm. Every, I feel like, and I can't really say shit because I'm like new to the acting game, right? But like, he every line, it's like the same squinty-eyed, like big sigh with your big ass chest. <laughs> And then just, uh, <laughs> woman, and then like that's the end of the scene, and I'm like, all right, well, um, I feel like Rosario Dawson and him together, like every time, because I'm only on like episode two, two or three, LA. Every time they're together, she's like miles ahead of wherever the fuck he's at, and like it's trash because like he's supposed to be leading the scene, and it's just not working out. So, I feel like she takes the cake every time. It's like, I, I, I tell you, if you're watching season two, right, look at it from the perspective of this really ain't about him. Like, I feel like it, there's an inside joke that he says partway through the season, like, this is my show, right? And it's like, but this season, the camera. right, but this season ain't really his show. It's everybody else's show with a bunch of shit that happens. It's, it's Bushmaster season, it's Black Mariah season, Tilda, Shades, like everybody that is better, that are better established actors, it's actually their mm-hmm. season. So it is. he's kind of just there yeah. as. And I wonder if part of that is like his fault or if it's just like the character of Luke Cage. Cause like, not to be rude, but like the nigga seems like he has the personality of drywall. Like, if you weren't <laughs> bulletproof, why would I look twice in your direction? I think they wanted to tell that they wanted to establish some villains this season. And I think they really wanted to tell this story, this Black Mariah story, because this whole family first initiative shit that you keep hearing about this season is extremely <laughs> fucking important. And Luke is not involved in that at all, other than the nigga that's bulletproof yeah. caught in the crossfires of everybody. 
that's fighting. So that's pretty yeah. much like how it goes. I think season three with the way they end this season is going to be more about him. Like it'll be about his journey after that. So we'll see. We'll see how Mike Coulter handles having to carry a whole season. He's also homeless, yeah. like a fuck boy. Uh, remember that too. Uh, With your broke ass. Where your job at? <laughs> Just nigga. <laughs> I mean, at least Claire got it. I mean, Claire. Well, she can get a job. Does she have She's a job? A Does she have a job? Because I don't Claire see her working in the hospital no more. Man, Claire had a job since Daredevil season one. It's like, since, since, since Matt fell, fell off, off the so she had could a job. get a job. A lot of people could what get a job. Luke, what can you do that's fruitful? He could be a prison guard. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> it was cricket. I mean, I, we not, look. We're not saying that she didn't have options. I'm just saying she won't work either. Man, since the ninjas I, stormed her fucking hospital, we don't know. Like the foot soldiers. Well, that was the mom's apartment. So, see, so see. I keep see, hearing I mean, that like he eventually ends up with Jessica Jones. He's like in the to, end yeah. game. Well, I mean, in the comics, they they have a kid they, together. Like, they dated. Game. They had a kid together. So. Oh. Like that's what I know they they fucked in like her her first season, but her mm-hmm. I didn't that show wasn't really shit either. So I didn't make it through the first season of that show. You didn't like Jessica Jones, man. I wanted to because I was like strong lady, like super powerful storyline. Like you're talking about rape, you're talking about vengeance, and like you're getting to see like in like a dark a dark woman, right? Like she's not fragile and she's not like poised and like elegant like she drinks and she beats the shit out of people and i was like this is like the kind of women like i really want to see like this is somebody i want to watch and then like i got into it and it wasn't the actress because i think she's a really good actress mm-hmm. i just think it was really slow it is slow like it is it was, it yeah is it was like really really hard for me to latch onto it like it was, it's weird because like I was, I was so interested in the premise because like she's like sexually taken advantage of, and there's this guy that is essentially like indefeatable, and like the whole sub message of gaslighting and everything. I thought that was so important, but like I feel like the way it played out was so like anticlimactic for the reason that she has beef with this dude that I, like by like episode three I was kind of like I can't watch it i I felt the same way i just couldn't do it i remember people like oh it's it's so good it's so amazing i was like listen i enjoyed this season but like in comparison to daredevil season one and two i did not enjoy it that much at all and the punisher and shit like yeah but i thought season two of jessica jones was better i like the dynamic of them like going with her family issues she's still dealing with shit and of course uh season two aptly titled uh Trish Trash Splish Splash, cause fuck. I was gonna say Trash Ass Trish. Yo, Trish is the she is the epitome of white woman feminism doing trash ass shit for their own damn purpose. Mm-hmm. That whole season, mm-hmm. it is just yo. You need to throw your friend out a window though. Like use your superpowers for good. <laughs> yeah, Trish. Oh, Trish looks like the, the 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 white woman that also always thinks that you know she's deserving of things. Even though you have all this money, you know, you have a a, a kick-ass supportive friend, you know, bluntly, she is. And yes, she doesn't wash all the time, but still, 
But yeah, she just <laughs> trash ass Trish. Is that done on purpose or is that just she is it's coming like, through her pores. It's seeping through her pores. I don't know. She drinks oh, her not so she wash. No, like her being trash. <laughs> like, is that like the point of her character, or was that just people were like, Wow, this bitch sucks? No, season two, she's like literally trash. She is they give you more of her backstory as just her and Jessica's relationship is concerned. And Trish makes selfish decision after selfish fucking de- shit. She becomes a drug addict. I mean, like th- that yeah. season, like she's she's legit trash that season. Jessica Jones should have tossed her into her own fucking billboard. Like she's that much trash. Mm-hmm. So, but um, oh, everybody's yeah. listening to this podcast and they're like, so who is the fifth member or the fourth member of the show tonight? Because that's not Mike. Uh. <laughs> To properly introduce our guest, I'm sure some of y'all, I know a bunch of y'all are familiar with her YouTube videos. Uh, Sailor J, appreciate you for joining the show, ma'am. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I uh, watched her do her own live. They, they just kind of put you in a chair at Wakamakan. You just carried it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, hey, now's your panel. I was like, oh. <laughs> well. But it's it's cool, like it's cool to watch somebody be able to be themselves and still like I don't know, keep the attention of the audience and be able to interact on the level that you did. You basically did like an a forty five minute to an hour questionnaire. Like so ask me <laughs> and people were mad comfortable. So I thought that was dope. I think more panels should actually do that. But you know, it's whatever. Maybe like ten minutes yeah, for hundred think- questions. Go. Like no. The whole, I don't know, like, I feel like the whole thing, I feel lucky, like, and it's real hard, like, not to be smug about it, because, like, well, I can't, like, say too much yet, because, like, it hasn't been, like, officially, officially announced, but, like, we out here, like, making moves and shit, like, with, like, big networks and stuff like that, and, like, I can't help but feel smug about it, because, like, you see, like, super mediocre white boys, and, like, makeup artists on YouTube that, like, they have, like, millions of followers and, like, they have, like, perfect teeth and, like, they, like, are, like, they look perfect and, like, their houses are perfect and they have, like, all this money and shit um, that, like, notably pine on Twitter for, like, jobs, right? They're, like, I want to act in this or I want to do this. About, like, they'll at people, like, jokingly but, like, seriously or, like, they're, like, tweeting, like, beauty conventions, and they're, like, why was I not invited, and blah, blah, and then their fans get pissed until they're invited, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't have to, like, look like that, or have that money, or have that, like, fancy house, or, like, the fancy equipment to, like, get what I wanted, and so, like, it makes me feel good, because then, like, if I can talk to people, and I can be, like, you can do things this way, like, whatever way you want to do them, and still get to like, the shit that you want to do or, like, shit you couldn't even imagine. Like, I feel like my whole, anytime that, like, someone puts me in front of somebody else and they're like, hey, you're here to work, I don't want it, people to feel, like, uncomfortable or, like, intimidated, I guess. And I try really hard to make them feel like they are talking to, like, somebody they'd be friends with. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I feel like I personalities, like, like yours on YouTube, are just so fucking hard to find because despite people having 500,000 subs or million subs, they legit do be trying to copy the same fucking formula. Like for like, I'm struggling right now to find a good video game YouTube person because the first thing, the first time I see them, it it don't take long 
it's like I'll go through one episode of a, of a YouTube video and I'll be like, oh, okay, he's cool. And then literally the next fucking video is them shitting on women in gaming or talking about how The Last yeah. Jedi is the worst fucking Star Wars movie ever made. And I'm like, well, del- unsubscribe, delete <laughs> this motherfucker because I'm not about to sit here and this listen to this end. bullshit. <laughs> it's so fast. Yeah, like that's the thing. Is like there were like people that were like reaching out, like uh, management companies, right? And I have agents now that are like they work for like actual <laughs> networks, so like they like do it. But there's like micromanagement companies, like that will reach out to like people who go viral. And um, there was like a bunch that they were like, oh, we can help you do this and this and this and that. And they take like 40% of your money, right? Mm. And so like I'm sitting here, I'm like, you want 40% of the shit that I'm already not making to do what? And like I remember every time I was like, so what is it that you do? They were like, well, we can teach you about like tags to put on your videos so that they're easier <laughs> wow. to find. And like thumbnails, which wow. is going to be thumbnails. And like, we'll get you a more professional banner because my banner on YouTube at the time was like Sailor Moon throwing up like a crib sign with like <laughs> crips behind her. And I was like, I, that was my banner because I was like, this like explains me to like a T. Not that I'm a crip, but I was like, it like, <laughs> explains a lot of shit, right? Hoodridge. And they were like, we get you like a more professional banner and put you like on a schedule and we'll talk about like, appropriate things to talk about and not talk about and i was already like man i'm so fucking over this like there's no fucking way like i don't do thumbnails i put whatever the fuck i want on my banner i talk about whatever i want whether it gets my shit demonetized or not and it's that kind of like candor that people need like Mm -hmm. especially like with our political climate like if you're going to be loud and looked at like at least be loud about some shit that matters like i can make all the stupid videos i want for any reason but if if i'm not actually saying shit i feel like it's a waste of time you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and of course they want to censor the woman hmm. oh that, yeah like she probably can say like nigger and burn the jews and all that other dumb shit Every video gamer to exist can, like, hurl racial slurs at whoever they want, and, like, everything is cool. Logan Paul can, like, film dead bodies and exist the mm. way that he does, mm-hmm. and it's, like, all copacetic. But let a girl step toes out of line, and it's, like, dumbzo. I don't know. I just yeah, I feel more comfortable at this point. Like, even if I'm on, like, Twitch watching people play, I'd be like, you know what? This this woman looks like she's just chilling and playing video games. I'm gonna watch this one because I'll cycle through like 30 white dudes before getting on. I'm like, all of these all of these dude bros look like they about to say some fuck shit, and I ain't even click play on the video yet. Like I can't, I just can't fucking do it. I was listening to one, and they had like a million, they had like 10 million subs or game theories or whatever, and I'm listening to this kid. I'm like, everything, every the way he's saying everything is so fucking corny. Like I understand that he's like he's doing gamer knowledge, and I I I like the content that he's delivering. I hate the fucking way he's doing it. Like this is just so. Yeah. I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. Like that shit yeah. should be in closed caption at the bottom of all these videos throughout this asterisk. I'm funny, right? I'm funny, right? No, no, dude, you're not. Like, stop trying to remind <laughs> me that you are. That shit is so terrible. <laughs> You either funny or you fucking not. You either funny or you not. I just I don't I'm trying to see, think and that's that the shit. shit that like that's why because like people have like been mad, like big mad, right? But like I even have like one viewer. They're like, how the fuck did this get on trending and blah blah? 
And, like, my thing is, like, I don't think Amy Schumer is funny at all. Like, at all. Like, everything she does, it's, like, blank face. Her, Lena Dunham, I'm just, like, there are cobwebs in my chest because I haven't laughed so long. <laughs> like, how bad <laughs> But, like, at the same time, someone might feel like I'm not funny. So, like, anytime people tell me I'm not funny, I'm like, but I am. Like, I'm laughing. So how do you, what do you mean I'm funny? But I feel like if you have to try to, like, convince other people you're funny, like, you don't feel you're funny unless other people say you are, then that's, like, where mm-hmm. a lot of people get hung up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, know, you, you don't know if you're funny or not. I don't think that's a question that any person who... Nigga, I know I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. people who say funny <laughs> shit, like, you don't I be know. sitting in your room I'm at, like, like am I funny, room. though? Like, am I funny? Like you be saying normal shit and somebody will laugh at you. You like, yo, nigga, I'm trying to be serious though. And they be like, right? Nigga, but you're funny, different. Like oh, you know, some people goodness. are just naturally funny, and some people are just corny as shit. And yo. Is, you can tell when somebody, you know, when people are just like they're trying so hard to be like funny and quote unquote different and all that stuff, and it's yeah. like you're not funny. With Selena Gomez, the phase we're in right now, where she keeps like. <laughs> crossing her eyes on camera and shit and it's supposed to be like quirky black twitter keeps dragging the shit out of her (laughs) it's like a double-edged sword though because like anytime i want to do something serious or like i talk about something serious people think i'm joking like i there's like a book so before all this started i started writing a book right and then i started getting these views um after i had sent it to an editor, like a freelance editor, right? So, like, I started getting these views, and then people that I was following on literary Twitter, like literary agents and, and publishers and shit like that, they started to follow me because they knew who I was at that point. I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. So I, like, real subtly dropped a video called, like, How to Get a Literary Agent because I wanted them to know, like, I was looking Yo, that for shit one. was funny as so fuck. So then there was, like, all these people in my DMs, and I was like, hell yeah. So then I found my agent, and, like, it's cool because... He, he's just such a good agent, first of all. Like, he's, like, 100% down for, like, what I want and what I'm trying to do and everything. And, like, so many people have been, like, um, we want you to write a contemporary young adult book for us, which is, like, realistic but, like, funny, and we want you to write about somebody like you. Like, they will, like, completely pass over, like, whatever I'm trying to write and be like, no, we just want you to write something about, like, you and, like, make it funny. Cause you can make so much money. And I'm like, I, the book that I'm trying to, it's like, it's Greek mythology, but there's like an abundance of people of color in it. Like you have like Asian people, black people, white people, Hispanic, like there's a culture for every territory in this book. And, mm-hmm. and there's like been a lot of editors that are like, well, do you think that maybe we could just make it like African mythology? which is, like, frustrating because it's, like, they're treating it as a trend. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't want to paint, like, Greek mythology, which we've always seen as, like, white people. We don't want to, like, insert diverse characters into that. You're black, so how about you write about, like, black mythology? Or, like, we can, like, make up our own black gods. Like, weird shit like that that, like, people have said to me that I'm like, oh, please kick rocks. Because, like, they just want you to be, like, funny all the time and, like, on all the time. And it's, like, this is not necessarily for me so much as, like, I'm trying to do something way bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, do people of color ever say that shit to you? Really? No. Like, well, okay. I have like people usually. I haven't posted a video on YouTube in like two months because I'm like not. First of all, I was just super busy because I just got out of the military. So there's like a whole process you got to do for that. And I've been writing scripts for College Humor and I've been like going back and forth and I've been, I had to do like an audition track in like Santa Monica. So I've just like, I've been busy doing shit. And like, I've sort of like taken a step back from YouTube because I didn't have like a lot to say as of late, like politically, which is like usually like the main drive for my videos. And like, it kind of like trickled into like, Harry Potter and, like, Zodiac stuff, like, past the time when I was bored. And, like, so people, I'll say some shit that's completely unrelated. Like, I'll be, like, take care of your mental health, kids. And, like, six people will be, like, where's the next video? I want the Zodiac <laughs> kid. And I'm just kind of, like, man, <laughs> it's coming one day. Like, they usually, like, want to know where the content is, even if it's something completely unrelated. But I don't think any person of color has ever asked me to, to just write some, or just do some shit funny like anything that i've posted on twitter i've been like hey i'm doing this i've been like lucky enough to have a lot of people just be like fucking do it like we'll be there like we'll meet you there like hell yeah like uh yeah i hmm. i don't know i just yeah. i know and in, in other industries what the fuck i'm stuttering for in other industries it seems kind of weird like i'm in it and I remember like one of my first fucking experiences going into IT as fresh out of college, engineering degree, black kid, was running into a black manager who was basically like, you got to clean yourself up, boy. You're around these white people. And I'm just like, nigga, why you can't just yeah. be my nigga, though? Like, why you can't just be my nigga in IT? Like, it's not a lot like, of us. You in the house now, sir. Right. You got, you got to, to wait. Take your <laughs> shoes off. Right into the kitchen, boy. <laughs> All right, when white master call you, make sure your shirt tucked that in. Shit's, that shit was crazy. Have a glass of water for him. <laughs> Always. Just keep a glass of water with you. That shit pissed me off so much because, like, we was in a meeting, and I was in a – it was so – it was it was weirdly quirky. We were in a fucking meeting, my first time meeting him, and it was he was representing two of us IT people for, one, for the same company who I won't name. But he was like – both of our names were Brandon. We both came from the same school. We both knew each other and we were cool. He was white. I was black. And essentially the whole meeting was, look how much better white Brandon represents the company than your black ass. And I was like, you know what? Oh, hell no. But who, Excuse me? It was, he didn't say it like that, but it was like, white Brandon wore a tie. Where's your tie, nigga? White Brandon wore these shoes. Wear your shoes, nigga. White Brandon has housing. Wear your house, nigga. In a meeting? (laughs) Yo. In a meeting? It was was crazy insane. And he was like, I guess we got to find you a contract. Literally the next day, I got a call for a fucking contract. Because guess what? Nobody else on his fucking team had the skill set I had. So that was pretty... At that point, I was pretty much like, peace, nigga. And went out there. And they were like, oh, my God. You know how to do shit. You're perfect. And that, after that, my experience was not like that anymore. But the first nigga I met coming into my industry was like that. So, like, I, I would That's be wild. worried about what type of people you might run into in the entertainment industry and the amount of niggas that be like, look, just play ball. Because 
It's a yeah. lot of important people in charge here, there's, so play ball. I think there's definitely, like, this idea that, first of all, it's about, like, who you're marketing to, right? Like, so you have big YouTubers. You have, like, Liza Kashi and Loga Paul and, like, all these fucking people or whoever the fuck. And, like, they have millions and millions of subscribers. And, like, people have asked me before, like, why doesn't it, like, you know, like, you don't seem to care? Because I've, like, blatantly said, like, you can either subscribe or not. And, like, I don't care. Because it's, like, so much less about, like, how many people are watching you as compared to, like, who is watching you. Because the opportunities that I'm, like, getting come from who is watching me. And like, those people matter. And, like, I feel like there's this image, sort of, and it's very clean and, like, it's very fucking white that you have to present because you have to be relatable to all people is, like, what they tell you, right? Like, you have to be able to relate to everybody. But I'm always confused about, like, why white people are automatically everybody. Like, I don't give a fuck if, like, a white person is like, oh, I just don't understand you. I'm not here for you. Like, that's fine. You're and I've said so it on Twitter, too, them. because, like, <laughs> there's always, like, this. So white people. There's so many. There's always, like, this conversation about like my race like and my ethnicity because it's like at first like no one really knew like what was going on like with my face so it was like every racial slur you could like get i got and i was just what? like all right man i was like okay like and like so every time like someone feels like they get like a hint at it they'll be like oh my god you're like one of us and i'm like that bothers me because I was like, I've told people, and I've said it on Twitter, like, I identify as black, and I will show out for black people before I show out for anybody else, because, like, y'all don't need my help, like, y'all don't need me, like, every, like, black people, society-wise, are, like, at the bottom of the rung right now, like, they're treated the worst, especially Mm -hmm. black women, and the darker you get, the worse it gets, so, like, for... It frustrates me, because, like, I would speak on, like, black issues, and someone would be like, well, what about all the other races? And I had to make it, like, abundantly clear, like, who I was here for and what I was here for. But there's also, like, a really big colorism discussion going on. It's more like a colorist argument going on, like, in the black community about, like, who should be seen, who counts as black, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And, like, there's, like, a lot of talk about, like, mixed people don't count as black or, like, white mm-hmm. people don't count as black because they're physically not black. So that always, like, complicates shit because you're, like, I don't want to market to white people, mm-hmm. even though in the professional world, that seems to be what is expected of you. Right. But if I don't count as like a black person, then who am I talking to? Like, who is my audience? Like, who am I talking to when I like do this? Or like, if I'm making content, like who am I making it for? Cause it's not for these motherfuckers over here. So if y'all are saying it's not for y'all, like where am I supposed to be at? And I feel like probably as you go higher, it might get worse because, like, I see people like Cardi B go on, like, shit like Ellen and Jimmy Fallon, and she does, like, her little hood shit, right? And she, like, has her accent and her nails and all this. But, like, it's kind of starting to seem like a caricature that, like, people paint her as. Like, it almost seems like they're laughing at her instead of with her to a certain point. And so it's like if you don't market yourself as a white person, you become a caricature. Mm-hmm. to them which is annoying because like black people are expected and like all people of color are expected to assimilate to what white people see as professional right so if for a black person this is professional and this is okay to say and this is what you wear and this is how you present yourself why is it that like white people get to just 
laugh about it and like sort of like make a mockery of it. Honestly, I just think you know that shit saying? makes them I get, feel better. I, sorry, I just, guys. I don't, I don't think, I think that black people being allowed to be creative and have their own like persona, whether it be weird or not is, I don't, I don't know. I think when it's like, it does kind of feel like they're laughing at them despite that's who they are. Cause I feel the same way about the way white people flock to like Childish Gambino. They'll be like, Oh, he's yeah. so amazing. But is he amazing because he kind of just does what he wants to do and doesn't answer to the status quo of anything from fashion to music to action to whatever the fuck else. So sometimes he looks like, look at this goofy nigga. Like, you know, like, is that why y'all find him entertaining or funny and not just because the fact also, that the nigga's also, a renaissance not, He's man? not scary to them either. Right. Like, and I think Cardi B is like, oh, you're hood, but you're not scary. Like, you're not scary hood. You're not we, we, we have super to make, black. We have to make scary that, money so you're not scary to us. See, and that is so, it pisses me off so bad because, like, if I walk down Southside, nobody's going to fuck with me. If a white person walks down Southside, if a white boy walks down Southside, he's probably going to get fucked with. They're going to yell at you. They're going to bark at you. They're going to laugh at you because you look stupid and you look out of place. But for me, it's not as dangerous because I look like I belong there. Mm-hmm. And so it frustrates me when people are like, especially white people, any kind of black is seen as just scary. Oh, you live on the east side? Oh, my God. Like, how bad? Like, how awful? Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, you, you take, like, people like Terry Crews, who's, like, speaking out about his sexual assault on behalf of all men. You got grown fucking men talking about some, well, that's one big scary nigga. So, blah, blah, Why was he acting afraid? Why was he? Because if he had said anything, he would have gotten shot or put in jail. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because if you hear him speak, he's so eloquent and so patient and so, like, tender-hearted about the whole issue. He seems like one of the kindest people that you could talk to in a, in a space or a situation as vulnerable as this one. But had he done something as minor as stood up for himself, he would have been a threat and he would have been scary. And that's, like, frustrating because how do you combat that? If you combat that with violence, then they're just like, see, we're right. But that's why black people is going through the motions that they're going through now, dealing with all types of depression and PTSD and all these clinical things that are going on that we don't even realize we're suffering from because we so damn accustomed to just like staying in our lanes, that walking a narrow path, like don't fall out of bounds, yeah. nigga. You might get arrested. You might get shot. I mean, you might hey, get... everything we do is based in that trauma. Even like right. I mean, how we interact with each other, how we raise our kids, everything is based in that trauma. And when I try to tell my, my white friends about that, there's just this blank look on their face. You know what I mean? Like it just, it just, it just doesn't. They just don't get it. And when you tell it to them, they're like, "Oh, you know what? Well, that happened in the past." And I look at them because I know some of their personal issues. I'd be like, "You right now can't get over what your dad did five years ago. Like yep. you, you still struggling with that right now. We just talked about that. So how can you not understand that something that happened to my people for hundreds of years could have an effect now?" It's not a See, hard that, like, grasp if you if you want to grasp it. White people don't really seem to understand the concept of PTSD outside of the military. Like they think it's like a term reserved for people who get deployed. I see a lot. I see that shit where like people are like, no, you know who has PTSD? Our troops, because that's their fucking excuse for everything, right? Is like the fucking troops or whatever the fuck. But it's it's really annoying that you can't seem to look at black people with the same level of 
compassion that you look at yourself and you say you have like mental health issues. It's like in the white community, people like almost romanticize the mental health breakdown type of situation, right? Everyone has depression, everyone has anxiety. It's like a beautiful artsy thing. You like post Tumblr pictures and like tag it. And it's like this whole, it's like its own culture, right? Yeah, like for whatever reason. Quote. Yeah, and like the idea of like a dark girl being depressed or like a black man having PTSD and being afraid is like somehow like it's they're unable to like calculate it. Like they can't fathom the idea that Terry Crews would be afraid of anything. Like there's people who I saw like arguing about the movie Get Out that were like, I don't understand why he'd be frightened. Like nigga was strapped to a chair, it's white people switching bodies and shit and they're like, Well what do you have to fear? I was terrified at the garden party. Like, nigga. See, see, but like, see, but like, on the offhand, they're like, oh, I just, I can't go into the sunlight because I have bad memories. Like, okay, bitch, but you can't like fathom the thought of somebody else being sad or like having clinical depression because we're just supposed to be invincible, right, bitch? I don't know. White tears are extremely susceptible to damn near, it seems, anything. I don't, I just don't get it. Like, I see people out here on the, especially on social media, I see people fighting all the time for what I don't fucking know. Like, oh, they don't have the the, the flavors of tea that we want. We must boycott this organization. Here are white tears. <laughs> my, my passionate child couldn't get her passion tea today. This is something we must march for. Niggas get arrested in yeah. Starbucks and it's like, but what was them niggas doing in the Starbucks though? Nick, exactly. Nigga, white what? people ready they ready with the discrimination uh suit if you if you didn't, you know, if you like well, I wanted I went to the salon and I wanted to dye my hair blonde and she said it wouldn't be good for my hair. So no, no, never going back. We'll get a discrimination law. Bro, them Yelp reviews. Oh, Middle aged white women leave Yelp reviews for sport. It's like who the fuck can get their shit put in fastest? Patty, you were six seconds late, you out of the group. Did you did if any of y'all ever like listen to GameStop horror stories about what their employees have had to deal with from angry white parents who wanted their nine year old child to play GTA five the night it dropped? What? And like those are the I things that frustrate me. When I was like sixteen or seventeen. And it was like seventeen. Let's talk about that story. Fired. <laughs> I got fired from GameStop for um, having sex in the break room. And so, like, that my break real. was only supposed to be like ten minutes long, but we were in there for like half an hour. I mean, and look, so, if you're like, you gonna get fired, that's no how you get fired. <laughs> there was no cameras in the break room, but there's yeah, cameras everywhere else. So, like, you see me go to the break room, and then I let him in the back, and then like my manager was like, "So we just take." breaks however long we want don't we and i was like oh my god i thought i was gonna get like i thought i was gonna have to like file like as a predator or some shit because i okay, was so like the oh my god didn't know you had they got cameras in there and he was like so you just want to take a half an hour long break were you napping did we just decide that we didn't want to work today i was like yeah i fell asleep Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> like i was like i was so tired it's like final season he was like we just can't have that i was like all right, man. Listen, I got fired. I was like, ain't never been that busy. Bro, I don't know, bro. When Call of Duty drops, they get busy. It was one old man that kept coming back to see if we had a Lord of the Rings game, and every week I was like, "Nigga, we don't have it. It's not here." Lord of the Rings. I thought you got fired. Other games for you to try. 
Exactly. I thought you get fired from GameStop just for the fact that you probably like offered a fair price for a trade in. Right. Like somebody exactly. came in with a new gen, you were like, I give you thirty dollars. They're like, no, get out the store. Get out the store. <laughs> you offer that man seven fifty. Like they're closing down or some shit. Like they're yeah, they they're like going bankrupt. Well, they're being shit. underbid for, which is poetic karma right there. That's just all that Dude, is. No, have you seen them tweets that's going around? They'd be like, all right, they're like a couple hundred stores. I'll give you a buck fifty. I give you three like three seventy five. Just like damn. That's how you buy GameStop. Because they, they've been I'm ripping really people off for fucking years. And because gamers are so goddamn strong at being addicts, they'd be like, man, I got to have that new Forza. Here, take 70 D's and $25. Look, my, my I turned ring. in two games in my entire life. I turned in two, instantly regretted it, and never done it again. I got all, if I bought it, it's sitting oh, in my yeah. house. Like you ain't getting my shit. They be like, you know, we can get it for trading. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You lucky I'm here buying something, bro. Right they be now. trying to send you home to get shit like a crackhead. You ever walked in with just money? You ever walked into a GameStop with just money? You be like, yo. So you want to put a five down on I'm the next game for a next game? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, so sir, first off, here's seven different cards to choose from that you could buy if you buy games a lot. No, nigga, you've never seen me before. So I'm not about to buy, use that car ever again in here. You might see me in 2022. And they want your address because they want to know how far away that you live. Yeah. You got to mail you some shit to remind you that we're here for when your right. shit stops working. They be on that bullshit. And then when you try to leave, you're like, hey, I know you're trying to buy this new Call of Duty game, Black Ops 26. Look, if you, if you bring <laughs> back in three Xbox X's and a PS5, you can get this game for 35 bucks. If you just trade them in, and like, they have raggedy what? ass game consoles in the back. It'll be like, it'll say like lightly used or some shit for like four hundred dollars. Fucking boxes cracked up. Shit got yeah, mildew yeah. on it. Maybe like, yeah, you got to use this hanger like, to get no, the disc drive open, but it still play games. The crayon stuck in the disc drive. Hey, yo, this system comes with a baby. Thing. You got to feed it and take care of it, but to still play games, though, dog. It's okay. Man. Like fucking games. And then you bring in like a like. A used one PS4 that you turned in because, like, your brother wanted the white one and you got him the black one, and they're like, mm, a nickel for your trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> they be like, hey man, I brought they, this they hit system. They you with the screws, man. They just flip it at you. Like, ah, hey man, that. I brought this system five days ago and this bitch stopped working. Hey, can this still, this shit still under warranty? You be handing them that shit, it'd be like, this is not the system we sold you, sir. Nigga, it's a picture right here. You giving me this system, the exact system. What you I mean it's not the one? That's not me, sir. What? <laughs> Man, if you don't take this shit, uh, you can you can trade it in and get $200 for it. And uh, GameStop bucks. The fuck is a GameStop buck? I don't know, but you can get some. Shit you can only spend in the store, and it's only worth half a dollar. So for every GameStop buck you got, it's worth 50 cents. How is our actual Dude. currency in oh, the United States higher than a GameStop buck? Yo, those shits are great. Cause look, I worked at Kohl's in college and they had Kohl's cash <laughs> where for like every $50 you spend. That sounds like drug get, money. Kohl's cash. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that at Kohl's. Yeah. The, yeah. The Kohl's Kohl's cash. Yeah. Like every $50. Mama you love that Kohl's cash. Every $50 you spent, you get like $10, right? <laughs> and then they will, they will like get on us for like making sure like you open like, um, like uh, charge accounts. Like it, yeah. they even had a special code that went over. I think, it was, if I, I think it was cold purple. If you said cold purple, that means you got a credit card and they love that shit. But wow. people be like, wow. oh my God, 
I got my Coles cash. Look at that. I got $30 Coles cash. I'm like, you spent $700. <laughs> like, you spent $700. You got $30 back. Like, this is not, this not an even trade. And no savings now. And I'm, and I'm looking right here like, we ain't got no electronics. So you spent $700 on shit. Like, that's about that's that many Lane Bryan shirts. Coles doesn't have any business being that goddamn expensive. Bruh. This one fleece sweater cost me $30, bitch. Shit ain't even gonna keep you warm. You see how large these crochet holes are? These gates <laughs> between the west, bitch. I'm gonna be chilled to the bone. Nigga, cold like, socks it, come prepped like they already been through the dryer because you only get one of them bitches. It's like, no, yo, where the and, and then the people, look, the people that used to, could have had like a friends and family or workshop day, like people used to come back and buy stuff and then they'd be like, well, Anton, you coming back for the sale? i like, no, nah, nigga, it took me long enough to get money from y'all. I'm not giving that shit back to you. Bruh. Hell like, yeah. there's nothing, li- unless y'all get some J's in the back, like, leave me alone. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not coming Man, to you. I hate to work in retail. I used to work at Hollister when I was in high school, too. Uh, bitch stood there for four and a half hours every day. I stood there. Wasn't shit to fold, wasn't shit to do. <laughs> I stood there, nigga. Every time somebody came in, hey, what's up? Ah, I'll hey. get going. <laughs> Bruh, that's how that shit goes, man. I don't know how I worked in the mall. That didn't make sales. I don't, yeah, I don't know how I worked in the, the restaurant. Uninviting store to go. And you walk in, you got to walk through a fucking smoke machine and like climb through some palm trees and shit just to get it inside the store. It's like Jumanji 2.0. You don't know where you are. I don't, yeah, like, I don't see, fuck with just, There's just some stores that, as a black man, I don't go into. Like, <laughs> just, I'm not going I was You're not the demographic, Twan. At all. No, I'm like, I'm not, like, I feel like I'll go in there, I'm going to come out with the charge. Like, they go just, they go just, like, that nigga did something. That's how I feel or like I'm just never going either to. Either a like, charge or you come out a registered Republican. So I'm saying, like, Bruh. there's things that I just feel like, like, mm, if I go in there or walk past the store, like, I don't belong. Like, my 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 daddy had the color sign. I had Hollister. This nigga said my I daddy. I just don't belong there. <clears throat> it's not for me. It's just, I, I can't go there. That store still even open? I can tell you last time I stepped foot in the mall. I know it was, it was, like, popping when I was in middle school. Yeah. And, like, halfway through high school. All the rich, white, small girls Wore Small girls. You uh-huh. can't be oh, a banana banana. bitch and wear Hollister. Like you can't have any kind of shape and wear mm. Hollister. Sound like H and Everything is the size of the mannequins. Pretty much, <laughs> yup. Stick figures. Fuck with that shit. Oh, how the times have changed now. Nah, man. Like I think I think malls now have like pack suns and shit in them. <laughs> oh my god! Like, Do y'all you remember like, 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 Aeropostale? Yes. Yeah. Couldn't oh fit them either. God. Right now, white people uh, just wear white people just wear leggings, and the men wear board shorts. That's all they wear, Bruh. That's right. their entire. Well, you know, where I'm from, yeah. Charleston. I mean, it was, was really just loafers. short, and then yeah, loafers with no socks. That was like the yeah. classic by the beach. Everybody dr- drove uh, Jeep Wranglers. That frat culture. Oh, uh-huh. Yo, the white people don't like to have protection on their that vehicles. Was, that was pretty much white boy Charleston. What is up with that? What is up with uh, white people not, not liking having doors and shit on their vehicles? I don't understand that shit. Yeah, no doors and big White ass, people uh, like to live on the tires. Tires. What is that, yo? Like, uh-huh. I'm about to drive a class like with no doors. White the muddy the better. Shit, you got no real challenges in life. You got to be like, I'm going to take the doors off my <laughs> Jeep and yo, maybe this shit flip over and I die. We about to drive. Somebody be the whole muddy thing. Out. Like, I don't, I never got like, because with them, it was like, the bigger tires, the better. 
So it was high up, no doors. But then they used to make it super muddy. And it was like the I mean, more mud you, you, you go like you go mudding. Like you go yeah. what and is the fucking purpose? Because <laughs> you, you put you put four by fours and shits on your junk and just see like, hey man, just how much around take in the and just run through the mud. I mean, but it's like that, that gives me no purpose. I'm just like I'm here That's to say shit, dude. I just run time. through the mud. Gotta like, be because I was like, this that makes no fucking sense. Nah. Now, granted, I do watch because this. I, oh, I got a little bit of white in me, but I'm just gonna let you because I watched this a thing on like History Channel called Truck Night in America. Oh my god! That's the whitest. That is the whitest group of words I've ever heard. It sounds like the whitest title ever, but it's called Truck Night in America. (laughs) Truck Night in America. They probably drink crash ass beer, don't they? And it's literally sponsored by Bud Light and Bud Miller and Miller Bud. But it's a four by four. It's a four by four competition. People bring their own trucks, and they have all these like tests and stuff they put them through to see them, and basically that's they go through a course and they mud and stuff like that. And yeah. sponsored yeah, by I, Bud Light I, I, I and Mayo episodes. and Kale. <laughs> Come get this Kale. I can't even front. That does sound entertaining. Come get this Kale. I enjoyed it. You know, white people eat pull the axles off. Eat kale like in sheets. Yeah, like it comes <laughs> with ass sheets. Like I'm on this diet where you wrap your kale in your kale and it's delicious. Like, what the yeah. fuck? I went kale to this one girl's kale. house like my sophomore year, and this bitch tried to feed me a rice cake. <laughs> a rice puff like not even like actual like rice like from the no like it was like a a puff like a cake with Ew. nothing on it no taste you bit into it and it was just air like it just Ew. dissolved in your mouth and Mm-mm. she's like they're so good and she would bring like the whole you know how like bread comes in like loaves it was like a rice loaf of like rice cakes with no seasoning no toppings no spreading not a well, drop of peanut butter in sight just a motherfucking rice puff because she was I, like, Summer's coming, gotta get my body. <laughs> I, I, went, I went on a diet, I, I, I went on a diet once, and I and I and I bought I bought a, a, a loaf of rice cakes. And by, by about five, yeah, about five in, you'd be like, Man, everything really do got some flavor, and then you go eat something with flavor, <laughs> and then you realize that shit has nothing. Rice <laughs> cakes do not have an expiration date on nope. you know that, right? Nope. That shit be because there's nothing like, to dissolve. It's 98% air. Like, it ain't gonna go Y'all legit need, need to look at the dates on these rice cakes. Y'all legit need to sit on the cell since the Civil War. That's your taste buds crying. Like, I think it's like when you go in the desert, like, your mind just like changes shit. Like, it's a delicious rice this yeah, rice cake really does taste like, like mocha. Mm. Is that a shrimp? This, like, this peanut butter uh, rice cake uh, that has everything in it but peanut butter is delicious. Mm. Like, nigga, no. That's like when you were like little and broke and you had to like pretend that ramen noodles had a different flavor than ramen noodles. Because you've been eating it for like eight months straight. Or yeah. what, like, what do we do to it? We got the bouillon cubes, dog. We was like, yo, fucking bouillon cubes saved our lives in college. We was like, we ran out of packs. It's not enough pack in this noodle pack. We got the bouillon cubes. Wow. Dog, Make that shit so, extra chickeny, I looked, dog. I looked at the amount of salt on the bouillon cube and I should have been dead. I should have died. We should not be here today. Seize your like, heart up like, yeah. every night, two a.m. Oh yeah, college, you know, was the terror. Like between ramen noodles and those like really big gallons of the Hawaiian punch, we used Nigga. to buy those because they were like two bucks each. 
Yep. Like all the stuff we ate there was it was trash. Nigga, them dollar uh Totino's pizzas. Bruh. Yeah. Half, look, Bruh. half of me and Brandon's freezer was just Totino's pizza to the point where we had it situated so everybody knew what your flavors was. Yep. So you didn't mess up. Because you were about seven of them bitches when you I went to Walmart. I wish that I had just gone to college instead of <laughs> the military. Sometimes I still do because I'm like, I've been broke my whole life. Shit really wouldn't have changed. I would have been <laughs> well. You just like, it college is just being, college. It's, it's being broke in a commune. With that's basically what yeah, that's right. Is. And then I went to HBCU, so it even leveled up. Hey, nigga, on what's good, nigga? You still broke, nigga? Still broke, like, nigga? That's culture, what's up, nigga. Like, I wanted to be mm-hmm. around like people like my age and like have a dorm and like be just like I like I like school, like I like going to class, but like I went to military straight out of high school, and yeah. like you, I and I had an apartment, and because I could have it for once and like i was still always like but i worked with all dudes and i was the youngest person in my shop i was i was 18 when i got there like everyone else was like late 20s early 30s and i was like just sat like i had no friends i was so lonely i've been lonely for like four years like i had like <laughs> no friends there's no girls like no nothing so i was always like man like i wish i just fucking went to school and like dealt with the debt and i went to go visit my friend anna from high school and like her dorm was trashed and like her roommate sucked. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't do this shit. It's like now people come over to my house for like longer than five minutes. And I'm like, when are you leaving? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Like you've been oh, here for like a minute. I figured out the cheat code because I hate having people in my space too. So like after my first year in college, I became an RA, which meant I got my own room. And then I didn't <laughs> deal with motherfuckers like they were in the vicinity. But if I don't want to see nobody, I just go in my room and close the door, and then everybody. Isn't the RA like the campus snitch? Nah, see mm-hmm. that's the thing. Ours was not all you, of them. Lord, I dated so, one in college. Kind of supposed to be, but also not really, because like that's the thing. When you get to college, everybody's like, "Wow, I'm an adult now," and you're really not. You're still just a fucking kid, and you don't know shit. But. As an RA on my floor, especially in my in my school, because we had co-ed dorms all across campus. Every dorm was a co-ed dorm. Mm-hmm. So it was like four guys to a suite, four girls to a suite, and they just alternated. I met everybody first day, every time, every year. I was like, look, if you make me do my job, I will do my job. If you don't make me do my job, then I will just go and live my life, and you'll go and live your life. So if you do some stupid shit and I can obviously tell that it's happening, then I'm going to have to go check it out. But if you don't, you do whatever. I had a resident who was 19 who would drink wine in his room every single day. And he <laughs> yeah. never caused any problems. And he, he was never loud. He never made an issue of, of it. I knew he drank the wine. I let him live his life. He let me live my life. We were cool. That motherfucker's going through some things. There's only people that were being stupid that got it. Right. Honestly. I, I like I that. You like, 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 what you got today? Seriously, it was like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I ended up dating one of mine. So. Oh, this is it. She never got in trouble. She never got in trouble. First of all, like, it was a co ed dorm. And I remember I just finished my co op. And so I moved in. I moved in second semester. And I mean, they was already it was already ratchet as fuck anyway because the dorm initially <laughs> was a men's dorm. They turned it into co-ed, so one side was all women on like four floors, opposite side same thing, but all boys. 
And like all the RAs were like same age, if not one year older than us. So they still was going to class. That's a problem. Like, oh yeah, same here. I mean, it was really just like the only difference between us and them was, was the RA. So we was drink, we'd have parties and shit. I mean, did all the nice ratchet stuff, you know, at the HBCU. They didn't give, they didn't care. As long as you didn't do something like extreme where, you know, they had to say something to somebody. Right. That's what I'm saying. We had a couple of super cop RAs and nobody fucked with them. Like the other RAs was like, yo, they're the worst. But other than those few people, everybody was chill. Again, like, and if you're doing some dumb shit, then yeah, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't write you up. But mm-hmm. I don't want to, because like, if I'm on call, the last thing I want to do is what was it, 2004? So the last thing I want to do is stop playing Madden 04 with Dante Culpepper and fucking go <laughs> bust you for doing for like shit. doing some like crazy shit in the hallway. Like, you I don't want to deal with that. We did so, all yeah, that stuff. Oh, no, my we, God. We had our RA hiding in our room from the other RA. Nigga. She <laughs> <laughs> was hiding in our fucking closet, bro. She was doing it with us. So she just she ended up was, like, hide behind it. How many <laughs> times did she come <laughs> in our room drunk, like, after midnight, dog? Because she knew we was up playing games or watching yeah. Family Guy and shit on Adult Swim. She just walk yeah, up she'd in the fucking knock room. On the door and be like, "What's up?" And we'd be like, "Lord, Liz, drunk dog." And she'd just be just drunk, <laughs> just fucking drunk. And then our room, the like, our fucking was, uh, sweet was, mates kept getting drunk too. We had two white girls as sweet mates, which I I never understand mm-hmm. how this math worked oh, out. But oh, we shared wow. bathrooms yeah, where you could lock a door. <laughs> we had we had two we had two white boys on one side of us that shared the bathroom with us that we never saw. Nah. And then it was two white girls on the other side. They were. We 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 deemed them as cool because we came in and like you know me and Brandon we combined our stereos together and was like <laughs> y'all gonna know we niggas so shit was loud but they would right. come like people would bang on the wall but they would come and knock on the door so we like y'all cool because you know you knock y'all on the door you knock on the door and be like hey can you turn it out got you you bang on the wall I'm turning it up that's just how Nigga. it is. Right, you disturbing my peace. I don't know how they dealt with us because I literally know that one time they had to get the RA to open up our door because some somehow me and Brandon both went to class, but we left the stereo on. Yeah, that's about right. right. But I, don't know I, just, I just remember, I just remember a note up there like, uh, "Please don't leave your stereo on when you leave." We had to go like get keys and stuff because <laughs> nobody keys in the open room. doors. Y'all niggas, we were right. like, y'all those niggas, like, shit. And then we turned it, then we turned the stereo back on. Yeah, I'm man, like but you know, the party was in that room. You had fun, like, man. Like, you could come to that room and, and hang out. We you had know, a we bunch just of people chill. we used to hide in our room, though. Like, it wasn't just them. Like, everybody was like, y'all door open, but so niggas don't be thinking y'all got shit going on. So I can just hide behind this sheet where y'all hang y'all clothes at and store y'all noodle makers, and I can just hide here from everybody. And they would legit do <laughs> yeah, that shit. <laughs> wow. I remember it was so bad one time in ours that the lights went out in the dorm. Hold on, my kids black. So niggas decided, oh, let's have a water fight. So just think all these people running around in the dark, going from dorm to room to room, up downstairs, outside, shooting, you know, throwing water balloons, just throwing water. Of course, niggas had water guns just because of, you know, why wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. It was just chaos. And I remember. One girl ended up having to go to the hospital because in a water she fight. ran into somebody and the, the person just instantly like elbowed her and her tooth got knocked out. 
Nigga. Oh, hey, man, when you, hey, look, when you run in the dark, <laughs> it's like, yeah. things and, are bound to happen, right? Yeah, and of course, that was my roommate that that happened. So it was me, her, this dude that we called Pusha T, because that's who he looked like. And uh, yeah. He still got cornrows? Uh, like, he literally what looked shame. like Pusha T. He was like, You know how mad I'd be if somebody told me I look like Pusha T? This is my words. He had the braids and everything, girl. He looked just like Pusha T. And so we're up in there fucking Moses Cone at like 3 a.m. in the morning trying to save her tooth. And it was a debacle. I said y'all was trying to save the tooth. But y'all put it on ice and shit. Like, what, y- what y'all did you do with the defibrillator? Like, clear. <laughs> yo, wrap, yo, wrap the tooth in silk tooth and put it in a crown royal it bag, dog. Tooth, that. But she went she, out they, couldn't, they couldn't put it back. So. She came out looking like Alexander Ovechkin. He said they couldn't put yeah. the tooth back. <laughs> She never chew right again. I like that. Like we, we, we did all we could. We but tried to save that trauma. <laughs> we couldn't. I'm sorry. So sorry. We're sorry for your veneer. Um, you're military, you like you go to BMT and then you have to go to school for your job. Like depending on what your job is, depends on like or it affects like how long your school is. So like you live in dorms while you're there. So that's like the only place I got of like college life. But there was like so few girls. That I didn't have a roommate, so like I'd been there for like a month and a half, and then I got a roommate, and she was cool as hell. She used to do our laundry, she used to do my laundry for me, and I used to cook for her, and she was like so cool, and she liked to drink, but she was cool. But that's like the only place I got. The only fucking problem is like it's a bunch of white boys, like when you go, the military is still like majority white men, and so like they all fucking vape. Yo, because like they got money now, and that's all they fucking. She said they got on. money now, no so they fucking date. Date. So it was like two in the morning, <clears> and the fucking smoke alarm goes off. We had a fire alarm go off like three times in one month because these niggas kept vaping in their fucking dorm room and don't know how to open a window. So it was like three a.m. You gotta walk all the way downstairs. You're like freezing your ass off. You're yeah, I'm checking field. somebody you off that man. That's and shit. Up. It was so annoying, man. Bro, motherfucking <laughs> vape be looking like niggas be. Releasing stolen clouds from their pocket. That shit is ridiculous. I hate watching white boys just get out the car from vaping. They be like, I'm about to destroy all the ozone layer today, my nigga, because I'm vaping like, with this cherry. Are you supposed to get Fuck as much earth. smoke as you want? And is that what it's supposed to do? Like, uh, I, don't, I, I went don't think in so, a vape bro. shop with like with a client and we was in there. He was going to buy something. They were like, well, first I was like, man, y'all got a lot of flavor. This is some shit. This is new ass shit to me. And then they were like, oh, yeah, and this one, it puts out maximum smoke. And I was like, what the fuck? Maximum What do you mean, Matt? Like, <laughs> are you supposed to inhale I it? Like, I, like, I, don't, I, like, I don't smoke. I've never smoked in my life. So I don't know. But I, I assume you're supposed to inhale shit first and then, like, they, let it no, out. No, you don't even, like, inhale it all the way, Mm-mm. they said. They got, like, fucking competitions and shit. This is one kid I work with that went to, like, <laughs> contests. Vape competition. Where they're like, who can blow the hoop the farthest? So <laughs> it's like, oh. Wow. Are you saying? I'm not. I'm not kidding. I am not. It was like cash prizes and shit. How big of a hoop can you blow? <laughs> like, fucking Who gives a shit? But they give a shit. Apparently, they care. Niggas giving out money. Damn right they give a shit. Mm-hmm. And it was probably a lot, wasn't it? No, nah, it was like a hundred bucks. Oh, bruh. I'm like you just fuck Mother Nature, bruh. We was at a restaurant and this uh this 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 car pulled up. It was like uh it was it was instantly like, yeah, it's it's a it's a white couple. It's a young college white couple driving this car for sure. 
it was some type of Toyota or whatever, but it was like souped up for no fucking reason. Had a bunch of extra <laughs> bullshit. Toyota, you know, sir. It's a bunch of extra bullshit. And they fucking opened the doors and nothing but a cloud of smoke came out. And I was like, yo, but she was able to park that fucking car. Like, how could she see through this shit? Like, how could she see through all of that cloud of smoke? And her man got out the passenger side. And he started like blowing more smoke into the air. I was like, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. You weren't done. You weren't <laughs> done. We know you're here. He's like, yo, let's go get breakfast. Give <laughs> you get the fuck out of here, bro. Oh, and I, I feel like every like every retail space that was once like Felice is now a vape shop. Like they just <laughs> they just sprung up everywhere. And yeah, that bubble is going to burst soon, man. Unless yeah, they bring, like, like, unless they legalize weed everywhere in the United States, it's a wrap. That's it. Even yeah. to legalize weed, like how many people could be vaping it? Uh, you so oh, niggas bro. already. I've vaping been to it, California bro. a lot this year. Like lots of people. Yeah, niggas already vape Already vape weed. Yeah, like I'm saying, exactly. Let's talk about legalizing marijuana. Not niggas. Rooted in racism, so it's not like this shit's gonna change anytime soon. Now that white people Not are like, oh, we can capitalize off of it. Now they want to make the shit legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they made but sure they to be to. like, oh, if There's you have so if much you money. had a week of pro- like prosecution in your past, you can't do this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you had any type of weed charge or anything, so like the, all the people who have been like made the weed culture what it is now that people trying to legalize it, they can't get in. On uh, the legal trade, yeah, man, it's so many, it's so many white people jumping into this stuff, and businesses that are jumping into this stuff, and like uh, Deontay down the street, that's a goddamn weed cultivator. That nigga be doing. I like, I like how you didn't call hey, this nigga you Dante. You called him Cynthia Deontay. Nixon, Cynthia Nixon is running in New York. No, so like governor shout out to her. Shit. She's doing hard too, dude. She's a fucking OG. B. She was straight up like. If that when they get out, which they need to be let out, mm-hmm. they need to have the first opportunities at entrepreneurship when it comes to marijuana. I was like, straight Yay! facts, that's boss. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't Cynthia know why Nixon's you went want to go very spicy, and I appreciate it. Why wouldn't you want to go there for their <laughs> contractual services though? Like niggas that was selling d- drugs for years and got busted and had the best shit and wasn't getting busted by you till last fucking minute. As a person starting a business, that's the first motherfucker I'm going to. To tell me how to get my like, yeah, shit, clearly my you know right. Is like put me on game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, like, there's people putting legal. their like their their family members. They're getting like their sisters. They're getting other people to like be the face or the name of the company so that they can keep doing it because it's such a block between saying like you cannot even though we're making this legal, we're not going to make it so you can be the one that like gets it's money all off just of it. Deep in racism, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, and it's like and that's what like the whole weed rush is white as hell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because all the people coming from other places. Like even the I was watching Junk on Vice and the people who like I mean the, the AKA the were, weed channel. Yes, right. the, <laughs> the people who were like doing you know growing weed up in California, who's been uh, you know their farms getting cracked down and stuff. The ones that just been keeping it going and know how to do this. Like they were trying to get together as like a co-op to even get in on this stuff because they're like we we're the ones that did all this shit, like we the ones that made it so y'all can have we and now y'all coming up with this trash ass shit and making money off of it. Exactly, yeah. and it's not even good shit. It's not potent. They make, I mean, they gonna make the money from people who are like, oh, we can get into doing weed now, but we've never been into it before. 
So what's gonna happen is they still gonna have niggas on the underground selling that good shit. Like, so the busted shit still gonna be happening. Motherfuckers still gonna be making money off of their best. I just don't understand why you don't recruit the motherfuckers that already know what the fuck they doing. Like all that of them niggas. Because that, 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 that would mean less money in your pocket. It's right. a power thing and it's a money thing. That's less money in your pocket. And now people are gonna cut your whack ass out because they know that you don't know shit and they're gonna go straight to old dude because they know that he knows mm-hmm. what he's talking about. My dad's been in jail since I was one years old. And he is one of the smartest niggas I've ever met. And that is like not even because he's my dad. He's just smart. Like anytime it comes to like selling, producing, testing, like any kind of any kind of product, not even just drugs, is talk to a drug dealer. Whether they've done some skeevy shit and they got locked up or not. If you want to learn shit about marketing and selling, talk to a fucking drug dealer. Because they don't go to school for this shit. Like, they don't mm-hmm. get degrees. They don't have the resources. Oh, the they, they figure the this shit out. And then they teach their kids. And then their kids teach their kids. And it goes in the same way that people are like, oh, it's a school-to-prison pipeline. Because you have kids that sit in school that don't feel like they're learning shit, that get treated like shit by the teachers because they're black. Meanwhile, their dad's making, like, 2k every three days off drugs and then dad's like hey i can teach you how to do this and so they go do that because that's more fruitful than sitting here for 13 fucking years waiting for a piece of paper that probably won't give me a job anyway because my name is javante and you gonna throw my resume out once you see that accent mark mm-hmm. right i i tutored a kid using drugs though because i knew he i knew he did that on the side and we were doing math. And he was like, man, I just don't get it, man. I can't. I, like, we were doing, like, some, you know, so, and, like, he, you know, he got held back a couple of times. We were just doing some, like, basic ass, like, multiplication and shit like that. And I was like, all right, dude, you told me you used to sell drugs before. He was like, yeah. And I was like, dude, you you cool. I'm a counselor. It's confidential. I can't tell nobody. Oh, yeah, yeah, I sell drugs before. I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. So I was like, just tell me how you did that. So he went through all the stuff like that. And I was like, all right, man, you got two packs and you got, you know, this dude on the side and you got to do this. He was like, oh, man, that's 14. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that's 14. I was like, yeah, that's how you do that. Like, and he came back. He was so happy the next day because he like, he came back. He was like, I passed my math test. And I was like, yeah, man, you can <laughs> do this shit. Just put your, put your, put your knowledge in it. Don't tell your teacher, though. You told this nigga but, just right. visualize himself on the corner. Your, just visualize yourself on the corner, bro. You'll you ace that math test. That's I mean, hey, hey. It worked. It yeah. worked, and 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 it's funny because like a lot of people don't like you like they don't tap into those skills, and you don't make it like relatable in, into and in knowing that like you're you're selling stuff like, you know if you if you can if you can sell one thing you can sell anything, you can if I I say I, I need you to go move them forks over there this if you know how to sell you can do that shit. So yeah. if you teach kids how to do that shit, they'll run with it. And see, like, the thing mm-hmm. is, like, anything that's associated with, like, the hood or the ghetto, people automatically assume that there's no skill and there's no talent there. Exactly. You know, that's why they're there, because they don't know shit. They mm-hmm. they don't have any gifts. They don't have blah, blah, That shit is a skill. First of all, survival is a skill, whether you want to say it is or not. Because you take a black kid you that grew up in the hood, and you put them in the same stressful situation as a white bitch who's had everything handed to her her whole life. Guess who going to crack first? It ain't going to be him. Because mm-hmm. he's done this shit for a minute, and so there's like a resilience there. But at the same time, you take people who leave the hood that go to like affluent neighborhoods, and they make three times more money. Because like white people don't want to do the work, but they still want the product, so they're mm-hmm. not going to learn how to do the shit. They're going to do some half-ass, off-brand-ass marketing, 
that appeals to other white people and it's going to be half as good because they don't have the skill, they don't have the ethic, and they don't have the talent to know what they're doing. Uh, that, shit is, that shit is wild, man. Like, I just, I, it's, it's, I understand like part of it is about money, but I feel like if people invested in clearly what's obviously somebody's skill that they have mastered, then if it was about money, like these people wouldn't have any problem being, uh, you know, for them to go to them and give them advice, they wouldn't have any problem consulting people on how to run their fucking businesses to make a billion dollars. But see, off that's of weed. the thing. That's where the power imbalance comes in because, like, white people don't want to ask black people, hey, how do I sell this? How do I market this? How do exactly. I know if this is good shit? Where do I know where to get the good shit from? How do I know where to cut it? How do I know how to weigh it? How do I know what to sell it for in which areas? They don't want to do that shit because now it's not just them. It's mm-hmm. not about them anymore. Yeah. They had help. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they want to be the face of their brands and they want to be soaked in whatever kind of movements going on with like the youth right now where like everyone can buy weed once the shit is legalized everywhere. Right. And they want to be the face of that. And they want you to remember their face when you are telling your friends where you got your shit from, because then their friends are going to go to you. If you have a partner or if you have someone you're learning from that, people know you're learning from and people know that you're teamed up with or that your brand is teamed up with and they become part of that brand, it's going to be abundantly clear who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. And then you have the power imbalance again, because if everyone got their shit from who they need to get their shit from, which is black people, then white people would have no business there. They wouldn't stand a fucking chance. Whereas if you establish it over years of time, well, now you have a bigger power imbalance and you have a bigger, uh, What's it called? A bigger gap between you and the people who are trying to catch up to you. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit with like um, the starter race theory or what or whatever it is, where like black people are decades behind white people, even if we have twice the talent and um, three times the drive. No matter how much work we put in, we're still behind. Yeah, you're already of the generational gap and the wealth gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the same thing. The more distance you put between yourself and your competition, even if they are better for, than you, it's harder for them to keep up, much less, like, overlap you. That shit is crazy to me. I just, I don't know, that, that fucking, that power struggle shit, man, that needing to keep people under your fucking thumb or under your heel so you can shame or make them feel like shit because your ego is trash, that shit drives so much fucking cancer to our society. That shit is ridiculous. It's- it's just it's just very powerful man like oh there's like a lot of times where i wonder if this shit will ever like i always wonder if this shit will ever be different and then like there's always the question of like once it's established because like there was that thing i I saw it like two days ago on on twitter there's like this article that said that um white people are dying in this country faster than they're being born like they're already not the majority anymore Right. Yeah, they're already not the majority anymore, but now it's like they're pleading. And so I'm like, okay, that's okay. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised because there's so many people of color in the country and it's like only multiplying, especially when you add like biracial kids into the mix. But once it's established that white people are no longer the majority and once the wealth is distributed among people of color and not just like select few white men, what does that mean for like 
the black community as a whole and like the relations between people of color as a whole because anti-blackness is every community mm-hmm. like yeah, every sure community the darker but, you are like the hard like the worse it gets just for you period i mean it's and so, literally like, in our I, community though too like it ain't just in every other community that oh yeah you know, like worldwide yeah. um but then, like, I mean, I guess the real thing is, and for me, the most depressing part, and, you know, sorry to bring it here, but even with, like, if the numbers or when the numbers eventually, like, all the way cross over and, like, whiteness is a definite minority in the country, I'm wondering how entrenched is the power structure to where that will make even a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how tightly will the powers that be hold on to that power so now you're just talking about classes and make it hard for people you just talking about classes keeping what they got despite color at that point no, i'm talking about white people specifically not like classes like uh, rich versus poor even though i also don't think that once or i do think that once like that change gets made redistributing the wealth amongst people of color is going to be a significantly harder part of the battle because oh yeah richness wants to hold on to richness inevitably mm-hmm. in any community yep um, and if you think about the shit that's going on in south africa where they're like this is not your land and so you have to leave and so there's like people of color that are like give us our shit back like it's about fucking time give us our shit back and then you have white people who are descended from those colonizers that are like but this has been in my family for years where am i supposed to go etc cetera, etc cetera. So there's like always that conflict of well if it's been in my family for forever who does it actually belong to mm-hmm. and obviously the, the 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 answer is obviously people of color because they had it first this shit is stolen and so like i'm sorry your great granddaddy was trash but this shit wasn't his <laughs> to begin with yeah, but i had <laughs> um, a deed though i have a deed I have I yeah exactly but and then it comes back to and, and the thing is like i feel like people of color can't win because the people who do want their land back it's like well, how could you just throw these people out on the streets after they've been farming and doing this and doing that for decades? And it's it's frustrating because like you're always the bad guy. Uh, I remember the farm the farming journey. I don't know what I was watching, but they were talking about like these white families that are suffering in this country because of their farming and all of the import stuff that's fucking up farming in this country because other countries just doing it better. And people and corporations are like, hey, we getting it cheaper from other countries because they're doing it better as well than white farmers here. And if you think of the people like cutting shit off because of Trump, like all the tariffs being put, being put on our goods, like the countries that won't do trade with us mm-hmm. anymore because he keeps fucking around, shit like that. Like it's, 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 it's that. And then it was also like, I can't remember, somebody on Twitter did like a whole breakdown of the fact that even like white farmers in this country who claim that they're going through it right now in rural areas actually don't have any real farming skills because all of their legit hands was immigrants so yeah the people that you be seeing gardening painting doing your roof those the people that you basically see building our whole industrial infrastructure in this country that they now want to kick out of the fucking country those are the people that actually have the knowledge to farm yeah. and grow shit and do whatnot and it's like people were like that sounds ridiculous and i'm like actually that makes a whole lot of motherfucking sense like that should make sense. I don't understand. You see all the time articles pop up where it's like jobs needed and blah blah. Or like there was this one the other day. It was like an avocado farm that's like shutting down or some shit in in California. And like this guy was like, I voted for Trump because I thought he was going to help us out with the whole tax Bruh. situation. 
but blah, blah. And it was like, bitch, you voted for someone who's a clear racist. And then mm-hmm. he tried to round up all of your workers, your mm-hmm. migrant workers that came here willing to do these jobs for what little you do pay them. And now you're losing money because your shit's dying. Shit's coming out of the ground fucked up because y'all don't know what you're doing. It's all like immigrant work with white people's faces plastered on it. Yep. Like, it's, it's just like they don't it's like they don't even take the, the things that they claim that are being stolen from them now. They're, you know, they're taking farming away from us. Y'all didn't even know how to do that right. Like, that's not even an original thing for you either. You stole that from people <laughs> as well. And even now, with the advancement in technology and shit, and y'all buying all these big all this big equipment, and you got all these television shows showing white people being like the best farmers. I love farming. I got, I've, I've created my own <laughs> formula for milk. And it's like, cool, whatever, bro. They don't even do that shit. They don't even know how they doing that shit, though, really, because behind the scenes, they done hired a bunch of hands to do all of that shit for them because they don't have the fucking knowledge to do it. It's like when you go on a contract site when they're building new developments, apartment complexes, buildings and shit, the foreman is always a white dude. But the people on work that that are on hand, that are there six days a week working from sunup to fucking sundown. It's a bunch of brown dudes. Yep. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Killing it, by the the way. But the foreman white, though. Like the foreman a white dude, though, right? So. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Just like, come on, bro. Like, who really know how to do this shit? But that's who we want to kick out. Because they, call, cause they taking jobs away from people that don't want them. That's insane. It's insane. It's even worse because it's so clearly a race and colorist issue. There's so many white Hispanics that do so well. That hold that privilege because like they're Vanilla white. Like Alvarez. Yeah, that they hold that privilege because they're white passing, and you don't see anyone like going after them. And it's the same shit with the Muslim ban. The majority of Muslim people are brown, and they wear hijab, and that's why you want to go after them because they do shit that's different from how you do it, and they look different than how you think this country is supposed to work. Because every time someone says like, "Oh, make America great again," it always has to do with booting brown people out and keeping right. black people on the bottom rung. Make America white again. Losing. And like every time, and it's frustrating because like you see like every, the military is pretty diverse. And so like I always got to talk to people who would come in from other countries that are like, oh yeah, I'm getting my citizenship on here. And so like I would always ask like, what, what, what were you expecting like when you got here? And it's always the same shit. Like I thought everyone would be blonde. I thought everyone would have like light eyes because like that's the, that's the message that we project that like this mm-hmm. country, like regardless of how many different people are in it and how many different races occupy it is white and blonde and blue eyed. And like, we have still like decades later maintained that image because of the people who are allowed to be in power. I don't know. This shit is That's kind of crazy. Yo, we, we, we are the Aryan nation. That. Like we Hitler's dream come true. Shit is tiring, dude. I can't even. I keep trying to like go on a break from Twitter and just like not pay attention to the world. And it's hard because I feel like I always, I'm always missing out on something because mm-hmm. like you come back and like someone's leaving the government, someone's just been elected in the government. This shithole is happening. Like this is falling apart. Like. I always feel like I'm missing something, but like it's also like so tiring to stay into fully up to date everything. 
Yeah, that's yeah, literally our, my struggle like, right there. This community is being anti-black today, and this person said this today, and like this member of the government passed this today, and it's just like it's it's hard to be angry all the time, and like you still can't help but be angry all the time. That's why I'm that's reading. something I had like, to talk to my wife day, about, though. man. Like, cause she's like. She knows about how prone I am to righteous anger and stuff. And she's like, look, I get it 100%. And, you know, I'm mad about all kinds of stuff too. But she kind of helps me realize that I have to take care of myself, like mentally. And that sometimes means unplugging from that shit, even though I, I feel like in my heart, like I'm not being vigilant enough if I don't pay attention to every single thing that's happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and especially you're you're black, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's it's I feel like when you are black it's like almost like twice as bad because it feels like you're fighting off everybody, right? Right. And then like depending on your shade, it almost feels like you have to like overcompensate. Like I'm I'm yellow as fuck. Like I mm-hmm. I'm super ambiguous, but my dad is is black and uh he's Eritrean. And so it's like oh, I okay. Like African. It's, yeah, it's it's really it's hard because like I want to do like I want to help <clears throat> like the I want to help just period and like it's hard to figure out like what to shut up about and like what to use your platform for and like how to use it and like what to say and how to make sure it comes off appropriately and, like how to not cross any lines because like I'm black but. I'm not black the way that dark-skinned women is black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have two different worlds. And that doesn't mean that I don't suffer, or that, that shit doesn't get hard, or like that people aren't racist towards me. It means that it's not as bad because I'm not as dark. And so trying to like navigate that and figure out how to help and how to fix it, it almost feels like you have to overcompensate to like make up for the fact that you're, you have that privilege. No, you do. I mean, as a, as a dude, you'd have to do the same thing. Like as a black man that's trying to be supportive of black women in social media and everyday life, like understanding that, you know, we do have a privilege. Yeah, you got to we have to do the same thing. Like I have to be like, yo, yeah. let me let me be quiet. And just even if I don't fucking agree or even if I'm looking at someone, I'm like, I don't feel like that logic is adding up or I feel like it's emotional like that. What you're saying is coming from emotion. Like you still have to most of the time and not and most of the time I'll just sit back and I'll watch. Yeah. But every once in a while people listen, like I fucking slip up and I say shit. And sometimes I could be right. I don't know. But most of the times when you present it that way or when you're coming from a from a space of privilege and you even if you fucking right, you still look wrong. And you don't feel good. Yeah. Like if if people feel like you are devaluing their opinions on stuff or their feelings or their emotions, like Nah, and that's not that's, that's not what you're trying to do, and it's hard to separate yourself from the gang of niggas that is trying to do that shit because they legit don't have no fucking empathy for anybody but they fucking yeah. selves, right? It, yeah. So so it's just, it's kind of like the same, it's the same thing, you know, and being a black male and being light skin, but the I I, I the light skin shit gets to me. I'm sorry, like, cause we still black. That shit gets to me. That shit bothers me. Hell a lot. Yeah, people are like, y'all have so much privilege. Be like, I, there was this whole discussion because the hate you give is is coming out. And DJ, I want to hear your thoughts on this too, especially because you're a woman. But um, so the the main character is her name is Star, and in the book she's 
explain is like medium brown caramel. So Amanda mm-hmm. Stenberg, y'all know who that is? No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, so Amanda she, um, is out here. Yeah. Yeah, she or sorry, they they go by they pronouns. They oh, got cast as the lead, and people were really upset because they were like the girl on the cover of the book is dark. Like she should have been dark or they should have been dark. Uh, so there's this huge discussion because the author was like, Amanda was cast before the cover even came out. I didn't have a say in the cover. I envisioned Amanda. Like I'm the one who put her name out there. Like that's why that was the casting choice. And there were still people who were like, it should have been someone dark. And then it turned into a conversation where it was like, um, Zendaya and Amanda and Yara Shahidi are the only girls getting cast to represent the black mm-hmm. community and it's not fair. And so there's arguments on some sides that there were like, there are only three girls and they've only been an X amount of projects and like, you mm-hmm. can't take it out on them. And then there's another side that was like the complete opposite. That was like, mixed people don't even fucking count as black, like wow. they're trash, like et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's hard because take. like, I want to... It was, yeah, that's a legit argument, bro. And like, I was, all the time on Facebook. Yeah, too. I was trying it's, to. It's not though. Yeah, you're right. I was right. trying to say like that. I was trying to explain that for this particular instance, I don't think it was bad casting choice because the author said this is who I wanted. Who this is who I pictured. Right. But at the same time, I do agree that Hollywood has like this idea that light brown is black. Like this is what black girls look like, and they use light people as like those stand-ins for like, this is dark what man. black looks like. There's mm-hmm. not enough dark representation. And the, the bigger the productions get, like the worse it is. Cause like, it seems like, and there was like a couple women doing threads on it that I was, I was reading and watching. And it was like, um, TV seems to be doing better than major networks. Like TV, you see a lot more dark girls. And then if you see like major motion pictures, they're so far and few between and like Black Panther was such a rarity and one of the reasons it was such a big deal. And when it comes to um, leading roles or main characters, like dark women are, are, are next to none. And so like, I was trying to say like I agreed, but not for this instance. And it turned into like a really bad, really bad argument because then it was like, well, this is like trying to explain white, white or this is like trying to explain racism to white people because y'all don't fucking listen like y'all have this privilege and blah blah and i i agree we have the privilege and everything but then it was like uh you're not black so you don't have a fucking say like you should just shut up about it but then it was also like y'all never use your platform to help us or anything like that and like just boosting and things like it's not helping it was just it was messy and it was like angry on both sides and it was just i like left feeling like gross and like Cause I was like sitting there, I was like, am I the fucking, like, am I the white person of like the black community? No. Cause like, I could understand that thinking, but it's hard because on one hand, I'm like, we should just shut the fuck up and let them speak. Because at the end of the day, it's not as hard for me cause I'm not as dark. And on the other hand, I still want it to be clear that like, there is still a huge level of anti-blackness that makes kids deal with, especially when the other half of your family is anti-black because most of the time they Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And like being, I don't have like, sorry, my voice is like quaking and I'm sorry. My, I don't talk to my mom. Yeah, it's fine. I don't talk to my mom and like, I don't talk to my dad's family. Mm -hmm. And so like, 
when I was little and my, my grandma was alive on his side, she would like do the Eritrean cornrows in my hair and she put the beads in them for me and she'd do my henna. Like, and so it was like, she really wanted me to like grow up and understand like where I came from and what it was and, and why it was beautiful. And then she died when I was like four and my mom got married to a white guy and his whole family was racist. And, like, next thing I knew, like, my hair was fucking burnt all the time. And, like, I was the only brown person in the family because my mom is white passing. And then I feel like this period where I, like, hated my skin, hated my hair. And it took me a really long time to, like, circle back and embrace it and be like, I'm black. This is what my hair does. This is how my skin looks. This is, like, where I come from. Like, I grew up in East St. Louis. Like, I'm this is who my people are. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's y'all that have the issue with black people. Like, that's why you made me feel bad and et cetera, et cetera. But then when it comes to conversations like this, where people are like, mixed kids don't count. Like, you're not, you're not part of this. Like, this is not your community. Like, you don't have a say, like, you don't get to talk. Like, you don't get to be part of this. Like, that shit does bother me. No, it's and not. I, it, it doesn't it's, bother me often, but that shit hurts. That's hey. not. It's, and it's not right. And I think that's like, again, I understand that people of darker complexion have it harder than light skinned people because that is the system that white people built up from jump dealing with slavery, taking that back all the way to the house nigga shit, to the field nigga shit, and bringing that all the way back now to the way some black people of lighter complexions might treat darker people and uh, in reverse the way that some darker people react to some light-skinned people with the assumption that you already think you better than us i i really feel like survivor's remorse Absolutely. had one of the most amazing episodes about this exact topic where they had the light-skinned model going at it with um i can't even think of my girl name right now that was old boy's wife on the show and they like basically she wanted to cast a brown skin model but the brown skin model ended up getting a better gig so they sent her back up which was a light-skinned girl and she felt like the company was trying to force a light-skinned model her place but the light-skinned model was like you acting like i'm not a black woman though you acting like i'm not struggling out here modeling like the dark-skinned girl you asked for got a better job she got it like we went for the same job and she got it and i didn't i was the backup like this is all i have for you to replace me with a brown skin girl, like what does that say about how we treating each other? And from the black, from the brown skin girl's perspective, she was like, I don't want to hear your tears though, because y'all get privileged over us all the time. How do you think I felt growing up in high school, being told that I was ugly and I was dark and I was this? Like the conversation had no legit. You're right and you're wrong. It was mo it was all perspectives. Yeah. It was like everybody needed to listen to everybody's perspective. And the one thing that we share as people, despite the colorism argument, is the fact that we are people of color. That's why we have a colorism argument. So you can be like, yes, I'm brown skin. I get treated worse than you as a you light skinned people do. But that's not because we control shit being light skinned people. That's because somebody else controls the stigma of how they choose to have the world handle treating light skinned people. And that really ain't just a black thing either. That goes to other cultures where people of lighter complexions, it seems sometimes, get treated or act different maybe than people of the darker complexion. Is there some type of like stigma? Like in India. In that. That's yeah. 100%. It. Colorism is a real, oh, real yeah. thing it's in India. real. Like that shit is like, crazy. There was this one auntie. There's I was too. in the store and there's this one auntie that was like, oh, you were born so fair, like, you'll have a good husband. Mm. And, like, right. that shit was so weird to me. But, like, if you go to, like, Asian communities, there's this girl uh, I went to high school with. She's Filipina and she's my color. And she was like, um, 
when I was back home, they used to pick on me and call me La Negra because I was mm. so dark. And I was like, girl, we are not dark. And she was like, this is considered dark over there. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, I feel like you talk in circles and I feel like as light skinned women, like we have a, a job to help dark skinned women. Like if I have like a privilege, then I have to use it to help you so that we can be on the same level. But that's, that's what made it hard was because like I kept trying to like ask like what what else do I do like how else do I do it and then it always came back to educate yourself figure it out yourself do it yourself and it was it's just frustrating because like it always just feels like it goes in circles but you have experiences as a black woman right that don't that that I that counter that that the whole your privilege concept because again like i said before we don't control that privilege that people are talking about just because we're given doesn't mean we control it so when they're like you're white you're like a white person in the black community that's not the case because they have an actual privilege and power that we don't actually have for fucking have just because our skin is lighter and it don't mean necessarily that you are any percentage less black or whatever and then the whole being mixed conversation like when it was like y'all had it easier because you was in the house. Yeah, you had it easier being closer to the motherfucker that was damaging people outside. You think he wasn't damaging people that was sleeping in the next room with them sexually and physically like that shit as well took a toll on our community. But all of that shit was put in our community to keep systematically to keep us broken for this fucking long like that. That wasn't some shit that just came to fuck up. We as black people have such a unique experience historically compared to a bunch of other cultures and ethnicities that you know, with the way they function and whatnot and the way they build their families are built and stuff ours is just different like i that's that's why honestly that's why i won't do like the whole um what is it the the the, the going through your ancestry like i just don't i don't know if i want to know like where because we yeah. don't have any i don't have any direct connection to that you know what I'm saying? Like I hear white people talk about I'm that. I'm vaguely way. curious, but I don't care like that much. Unless again, like they could point me to a person or like directly somewhere. Then uh. I, I, here's my thing: if they was like, you come from your ethnicity comes from this tribe in Africa, that would make me feel more lost than I already feel as a Black American. Oh no, I'd be super into that. Because like, for example, like if oh, I could on, be on, like, on, oh my, my family, Deidre, what did you think? What did you I think? mean, yeah, like I, I absolutely agree wholeheartedly with what you said, because if the particular person had that person in mind for their book and their their vision, I don't see nothing wrong with that at all. Like, you know, that's who they had in mind. But um, and it's the same thing. I'm, I'm pretty much everybody's saying the same thing. You know, one one side of yes like me i am you know i'm considered i guess quote unquote middle brown skin you know um i grew up just like you know a lot of like quote unquote dark skin women who you know it was always told that you know lighter is better even to the point of you know don't go out in the sun you know you don't want to get darker than you are already so you know you had that stigma and i had it you know pretty much all through high school same thing um, I think it took for me actually going to an HBCU and seeing not only just different colors, but just different people from different black people from different areas of the United States and pretty much, you know, even internationally to embrace the love of, you know, all black is, is, is beautiful because you really, I didn't really grow up with that. You heard it in the house, but 
you know, once you go out of the house and you hear it from kids and such, it's it's a little bit different. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think also, too, so a lot of it is, you know, how we grew up, how we were told certain things. And just Black women, no matter what color they are, you know, we just have to also understand how beautiful we are, regardless of what skin color we are, period. And I think that's what you're trying to do. And I think that's a wonderful thing because I think a lot of the self-hate is internal and it could come from other factors. And just some of it could just be the fact of I just don't love myself, period. (laughs) And I think we, especially Black women, need to understand like how, no matter what skin color you are, how amazing you are, how self-resilient you are, how we're just like the fucking shit. And you know, even if you have these white girls that are trying to even look like us and trying to emulate us, they'll never be us at all. Nope. So hmm. no matter yeah, how tan they get, no matter how they try to put fucking braids in their hair and calling it something else and Vogue, plumping lips, butt injections, whatever the case may be, like, you know, sucking black dick, it don't matter. Like at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you'll still never can be compared to us at all. And I think we, just Black women, you know, you need to unify about that and stop worrying about a skin color, you know? Because, like, even even just to take it off track, like, you know, in the Caribbean, it's just, like, a really, really big thing now of the the bleaching aspect where, you know, they're bleaching themselves um, to the point where, you know, they're being just, like, Sammy Sosa pretty much. To they're like five shades, you know, lighter than what their normal complexion is because, you know, now in that, especially in that culture, that you know, lighter is beautiful, and it's just saddening to see that, especially now, you know, how yeah. you know there are more representations of skin colors for us, you know, and you still feel that you know lighter is better you know, in a sense that you would just really damage your skin permanently just to achieve that. And it's like, are you achieving this for a man? Are you achieving this for yourself? You know, like what's, what's the root of it? But um, yeah, like I, I, I totally agree with everything you say, girl. It's just tying in. It really is. It, 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 it is. And I, you know, I will hope, that, you know, moving forward, you know, you you can see more. And I think we are going, some of it's going towards that. And, you know, but it's slower than it's what I would long. like it to be. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, kind of like you see progress in certain aspects and then you get knocked down because you see ignorance, you know, from whatever it is. But, um, you know, I, I hope the same thing. Like, I really hope that, you know, just Black women, we can understand that, you know, we shouldn't be beating each other up. We shouldn't be tearing each other down, especially over skin complexion, you know, because at the end of the day, we're still Black women. We're still amazing. We need to stick together because we got other bullshit to deal with, you know, fuck niggas, orange man <laughs> and, and fucking as a president, like, you know. Just got to band together. Yeah. That got real drab. So I'm going to switch that. It's a, it's a I'm going to switch the top. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got real deep. 
I'm, I'm gonna switch this up because that's what they got real draft like for a good while we got people listening they got tears on their cell phones right now um, Germany, right? They got knocked out of the World Cup. This shit's crazy, y'all. I hope y'all got that gorilla <laughs> glass. <laughs> that was real, man. Yeah, deadass. This motherfucker got whooped today by South Korea, and they got kicked out the tournament. Or yesterday. South actually. Korea? Mm. Yeah, South Korea also was out of the tournament, but they didn't have anything to play for, and Germany did. Germany, the defending world champions, and they got that ass smack 2-0, and Germany got bounced mm. in the group stage. Oh, trying to with find maybe this, the strongest team soccer? in the entire tournament. I know nothing yeah, about soccer. soccer. Is oh, it, it's cool. so the, the what is it called? The FIFA, FUFA? the World Cup. There's a World oh Cup right God, now. Did she say FUFA? She did. She did FUFA. say FUFA. she did say the FUFA. Yeah. You put oh, something girl. Cool girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I know World nothing Cup. about soccer. FIFA. She got it right the first time though. Then it was like FUFA. I feel like that was shady. She's like FIFA, FUFA. What's no. that little game they be playing? So it's not every year they do this World Cup stuff. Every, every four, every four years. years, like the Olympics. Oh. And all the countries, if you qualify, all the countries of the world are able to bring a soccer team. You try to see who has the best. Qualify. Each continent has a basically like a playoff to determine who can get to the World Cup in the first place. And then it's 32 teams that play. And then America couldn't get in this year because America? our bitch asses are terrible. Because America, because the only good American soccer team is the women. The, our no, women's team is the greatest women's team of all time. Yeah, they got what three women? Yeah, three. They got three, three World Cups. World Cup? They got more than Brazil. Tree World Cups, my nigga. Tree World Cups. Tree. They got three. Like Bush, but our men's team is trash. Tree. So, I mean, we need defensive formations you need just a goal i mean yeah mm-hmm. oh, okay like, that's foreign stuff i don't know that. <laughs> hey, y'all taking it deep y'all get, y'all get DJ, here's the, here's the important stuff the best team on paper in the tournament just got kicked out early very early the team with the best player in the world almost got kicked out and everybody's been trolling him for Is like that a Christian week guy? uh that's the other best player in the world he's good yeah His argentina almost got put out but Argentina and Leo Messi almost got knocked out, but they managed it by the hair of their teeth um, to beat Nigeria, sadly. Um, so now they're through, even though they should be going home. And Francis Trash, who should be the best, one of the best teams in the thing. And then somehow Sweden and Mexico and uh, Croatia seem like the three teams that have the best chance to win it, which nobody expected. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep saying France like has that? so many France has a good player in every position on the field and then a good player to back them up in every single position. They have the yeah, team France, in the whole tournament. Yeah, France usually has a good team. They're not a they're not you know scrubs. Korea. But this team is good and young, so they should be good for like years, but they're trash. <laughs> but they're trash. <laughs> they don't play well as a team. Individually, you take any one of those guys on your team in a heartbeat. But as a team, they are playing like garbage. Mm, interesting. Let me see. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. On soccer Twitter is a like a very niche form of Twitter, especially soccer black Twitter. It's but it's be. the funnest shit in the world. It's got. Oh, be. I can imagine, especially if that's like your passion, one of your favorite yeah. sports. Soccer black kinda, Twitter goes in extremely. I was like, I know nothing. Any part of yeah. black Twitter is the best part of Twitter. Mm-hmm. It really fact. is. That is a it, it really, really is. I'm still trying like, to find my way to white Twitter. 
I know it's out there somewhere. I'm trying. To oh, I, I absolutely can get. I have access to white Twitter. I want I follow them stock a few tips, that lead me right there. I like that. I like that. He's. Like, I can show you. That. I, can I want show to, you. Yeah, I can. I can give you the way. Yeah. I'm trying to get I, there. I can, I can show you the way. If you want to unlock like, white Twitter, I can get you a list of like ten hats. <laughs> I just want them investment. That investment advice, bro. That's all I want. What stocks is where? Who? Who's gonna fail? Stocks Twitter is is definitely part of Twitter. But that's not the fun I, part of white I feel, Twitter. I feel like white Twitter. I need Twitter to find Atlanta white Twitter because they be, they're building all this shit and they're buying up all these damn houses that oh, are like. See. Matter of fact, I'm about to tweet all of y'all. I with thought the she white was trying Twitter to find the post that made me Twitter. very happy. No, no. All <laughs> 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 like, Twitter be coming for my neck, man. <laughs> all right. You just say some real wild shit like black people deserve human rights and they be on your neck. <laughs> Bruh. We got to be out here scrambling as people to get Brandon, this. Brandon, okay. I can't take it anymore. What up? So, this shit about the electric slide, because this bitch is. Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. That was, that was next. That was next. But before we jump off that, I just wanted to ask. uh celebrate this this last list uh real quick from listening to some of her videos i just want to ask her to why what i want to ask you is why some of your quotes ain't on shirts and i got like a list of these fucking quotes that you need to throw on some shirts like i'll make it fast um okay because every time i try to make merch they want to take like a shit ton of the money and i ain't down with that I'll figure out how to do it, and I'll do it right so that I can also, like, sell them on the cheaper side. Cause, but it will come eventually. So um, these, these as, when you do it, these are the junks I would, I hope you put on some shirts. Because I'll buy all these fucking okay. shirts. You can take all my money. Uh, <laughs> that Cheeto dust was a mistake. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> this, is, this is my last will and testicle. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> That needs to be a hat. Mm-hmm. Pop tart ass hoes needs to be a shirt. <laughs> oh shit, that needs to be a shirt. Yeah. I will buy all of them. Um, I don't know shit about. So you said I don't know shit about themes, but when you said it, I heard I don't know shit about things, and I was like, nigga, that's me. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> uh, biscuit head ass hoes needs to be on the back of the pop tart head ass hoes shirt. Yeah, I need that. So they confuse when you're walking towards them and away from them. Um, <laughs> let's see. YouTubers don't make no money. I feel like should have been on the shirt already. Mm. Uh, but girl, can't nobody beat my ass. Needs to be on the shirt. Oh, that <laughs> absolutely. Uh, shout out there to was Anissa. ever a shirt. That's the shirt. That, that is a whatever, shirt. Whatever you can put it on, hat, panties, whatever. That needs to be on something. Let's see. Uh, I am just Wearing waiting. tattoo. She said a tattoo. I am just waiting for one of you <laughs> bitches to step on my foot at a movie theater. <laughs> needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this means. I made my own telescope out of dildos because I love the stars. But that shit needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Oh, I love that one. I feel like I need some background on that one. That needs to glow in the dark. That was that was part of um. I did a Hogwarts video for like how to be a Ravenclaw, and I don't know. I just said this shit. It just came out my mouth. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I brew, see that as a hat glowing in the dark. I don't. I don't know how this isn't on a shirt. That's a good idea. I don't know how this shit like isn't a on con- a shirt with constellations behind it. She said yes. with constellations. Look at that. 
I can't. I'm buying all these shirts too if you do this. Um, this I, I don't even want to say this one, but I'm gonna say it. So as soon as I say it, please go somewhere and call somebody and be like, nigga, throw this on a shirt now. Like right now, now, yesterday, <laughs> now, like right now. I don't brew the tea, I just serve it. Oh, <laughs> Girl, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Coffee, yeah, that's a great one. I got that shit off. Oh. Who was it? It was it was somebody on Black Twitter. I think I saw that shit once and it stuck with me my whole life. They have to have a shirt for this. If they don't, like, and they have bills to pay, this could solve all their problems. Um I'm gonna send them. <laughs> funny. Let's see. That's not your business. Needs to be on the shirt. So that's my last. That was my last one. Evergreen. Yeah, I just I was listening. I'm listening to you like you just say shit, and I'm like, bro, how's that not on the shirt, nigga? How's that not on the shirt? <laughs> that shit is legit. But okay, Deidre. I love all of those. Okay, Deidre, you're okay. The electric my slide. Y'all gotta stop cutting off my home girl. <laughs> <laughs> You need to have that one and then a picture of when you did the uh, the contour in one-on-one. That's how uh, I learned about you from Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she knows my heart. <laughs> I don't know the fuck about contouring, but. <laughs> I don't either. I still don't know how to contour. Yeah. Like I... I be seeing them girls and I be like, mm, this is too much. Y'all got about 12 colors. Too much blending. <laughs> I was like, no. Nah, I know. I'm, I'm scared this shit won't win. I'm scared someone's going to catch me with like a flash camera and all will be exposed. Like, that's a lie. Because I'd be seeing people at the Met Gala and I'm like, whoo, child, a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those two lines on the nose and then be like, man, mm. that's too much. Y'all going to get this black ass nose and just be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all going to like what I give you. <laughs> Um, so Deidre, you oh. tell me, hmm? you tell me, is it about a vibrator, the electric oh, slide? Like you tell me, cause I don't, I don't know. What, you don't know about vibrators? I don't want to know about vibrators. I just want to know, is the electric you don't slide? Know about vibrators? Okay, so that's, first no. of all, education. You got to get your vibrator game, game. I got to get my <laughs> vibrator game. <laughs> you got to step the ring. I got to step my vibrator game. You got to get the rings. You got to get the fingertip joints. You get the rabbits. The I know this. I know this. I just know one of them is called a rabbit. Like, that's all I know. You got remote control joints. You know what I'm saying? You got shit you can hit on your iPhone, man. You can be at work, but like, take that. Take that. Buzz, buzz. What up? Think, oh, think about you. Think about you, girl. What up? I'm just loving how the niggas are <laughs> more vocal you. about it. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't know the words to this song. I don't think a lot don't of people think do. I think any black person knows the words. A potato flew around my room. You just know that beat. You be like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> Is that Frank Ocean I just heard? Yeah, that's, that's, that's literally what it don't think. even matter. He just started falsetting. <laughs> I don't know something like, yeah, about uh, that. Ooh, girl, you boogie or some shit like that. And him and them, it don't and matter. Each other, this, song this song is about the vibe, not about the lyrics. Listen, look, I, I really don't need the electric slide to be about a vibrator. He said, I don't need. Because I, 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 got, I got to look at all my family differently. You know what I mean? Like, look, 
Look, the Can you see It's cookout season now. Like, hey, bro, they gonna teach I'm you. Teach you, look, teach and, you I, and I'm going to know this. And then let's say I come up there and I see my auntie. Uh huh, that's my song. I'm like, oh, no. I mean, but it's all, it's all. Bruh. They know it also what the lyrics mean. Then but I feel like they'd be like, I feel like they would. They used to have some raunchy ass fucking songs too now. I feel like they know what it is. Just look, just like we gonna know what these nasty ass 90s R&B songs are. <laughs> we'll be playing them oh, for yeah, kids, like Rain, SWV. Yeah. But our kids ain't gonna know what that shit is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nigga, they the ones that figured that Great shit out. Song, though. Yeah. articles about it. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this electric slide shit though, because there's a legit. Let's get into it. There's a legit it's our fucking own war special episode on. of dissect. We're gonna break down the electric slide. That's the only part I know. I, I don't like. I, I mean, said, now I that I'm thinking about it, it feels either. like it is vaguely innuendo-ish, but also it's so damn goofy. You also would never think of it as sexual. I gotta look. Up you got the, the lyrics for that song? Is yeah. about a vibrator. I mean, uh, uh, no. I will always Besides love this you. One. Okay, first of all, are you serious? Because if that's the truth, I love Celine Dion more than I already do. Oh, I don't know that for real. <laughs> oh, okay, I hope so. It um, would make more sense than this shit because don't nobody know, no none of us know the words. I mean, I, so I got I got the lyrics. How are we gonna dissect the song? We don't know the words. Too. You gotta read the fucking lyrics. Like, oh my right. god, <laughs> Look, this was a flop, a flop. <laughs> this, Who this, does sing that song though? For real though. Um, Marcia Griffiths. Nope. Marcia Griffiths. Marcia Griffiths. Nope. Nope. Nobody knew that. The Marcia hit crew. Marcia. The hit crew. Marcia. 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 I ain't say Marcia, nigga. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, this shit starts off. Oh, yeah, with, this, definitely, this is absolutely about a vibrator. Yeah, I'm sorry. It is. This shit, you got to see it. 100%. It. I've read the lyrics now. It's <laughs> like, 100%. Yeah. You, you don't even know what a vibrator is, so you don't get to time. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was you Brandon. You don't want to know. I said I don't know Brandon. about no, vibrators. I decided that was all you don't get was. a vote. You don't get, you don't get a vote. You don't get a say. You don't get input. I'm voting tonight. <laughs> I'm getting my Brandon, vote. What, what is your hiccups about vibrators? Bam, it's your boy Gangsta Gibbs. Where's my motherfucking 40 acres, America? Where's my 40 acres.com? Fuck with me. Hi, this is some random black chick, and you're listening to Where's My 40 Acres? 